we, we are the epitome of black female love. Yeah. Easy for us as, as black women to, to hold up the banner and the call for everyone else. But again, who's, who holds up the banner and the calls for That we as a black church are perpetuating the mm -hmm. same behavior as a patriarchal evangelicals have been doing. Hello, 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 my sisters. How are you hello, all? Hello, hello to you. How are you? How is everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Let's start with you, Dr. Wright, so we can go ahead and get this over with. Um, viewing audience, let us know that you are here. Um, uh, Rosalind <laughs> Leslie out of Delaware. So good to have you with us again on today. Come on, viewing audience, come on in, like, tag, and share. I'm like tagging shirt. Okay, Dr. Wright, let's go ahead and get it over with. Well, first and foremost, as you all are all aware, our Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champions. And I want to say job well done. But in the midst of the celebration, we had a very heinous <coughs> place and which took the life of a friend of mine, as well as my granddaughter's uh, classmate's mom and community after being able to celebrate something so wonderful is also trying to deal with and process why that venue was used in the way it was. So I just want to thank everybody for your prayers. Thank you for your love and your support. Thank you for your shout outs. Um, we're going to get through this, but again, to God be the glory. Um, Things like this occur, and we don't always understand, but God is in control. Wow. wow. Well, I was very um, saddened to hear this. I actually, um, Dr. Wright, um, received um, a text message, and someone asked, sent me a text and says, is, is Dr. Wright okay? And I was like, um, what, what, I mean, why, as far as I know, why? And then they said, because what happened in Kansas City, and so I had not even um, seen it. And uh, so, so good to hear. What about you, Dr. Brad? Yeah, I, I'm doing well. <laughs> Think things are going well here in um, Dallas, Texas. Um, the weather is beautiful. So yes, it, it's about 80 degrees today, but tomorrow probably will, probably will be 30, 40, 50. <laughs> You know how it is in this great state of Texas. There's no telling what you get. You'll get um, from day to day. So are you saying don't get comfortable? <laughs> yeah, look, continue to wear your jacket because it may change. Yes, ma'am. Sounds like an Indian summer to me. We were, <laughs> uh, Dr. Bradford, my mother used to, my grandmother used to say this was pneumonia weather when fools and babies die. Fools mm. They strip too soon and babies because they don't know no better. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. and, and that, that continue the weather being as it is, um, people continue to get sick. So, like, you know, 
We're trying to get over bronchitis. We're trying to get all, all, all mm. over all these other things, but you know, he's coming yeah. back because of the weather. Wallace, what's going on with you? Well, I am in the great city of Chi-Town this Ellie. week at the Proctor Conference and thoroughly enjoying where legacy meets the future. The um, ill, the ill. <laughs> beg pardon? I said the ill, the big shy ill. Yes, yes. And it's cold here, so I don't want to hear about no 80 degree weather. Oh, um, well. And... <laughs> I do need to share with you, Dr. Dr. Bradford, that I spoke with Dr. Gina Stewart, and she said to call her so we can get her back on the program to talk about her experience at the convention. I'll call her uh, call call this week. Yeah, she said, told me to please tell you to give her a call because <laughs> uh, you knew how to connect with her. So yeah. we, I give you the message and the whole audience heard me. So she can't <laughs> say that she didn't get the message, right? <laughs> I love my sister. I love my sister. <laughs> I, I, I hope we talk a little bit tonight about Fonnie Willis Ooh. and how she, she ate, she, up. Eat? <laughs> she ate up the folk that wanted to bring her down. Um <laughs> Uh, and, and I'm just proud of a, a black woman say, I, I pay my own weight. I don't need nobody to pay my way. Absolutely. She, Absolutely. Was, she was on it, doggone it. And they, they the, the poor little white girl didn't know what to do with her. So they put the black, the white man up there and he didn't know either. So <laughs> she, she ate you know, them alive. But she was absolutely right. She said, I'm not on trial. <laughs> she sure did. I mean, she came in with attitude. You could tell by the way she strut <laughs> and sat in the chair. It was no, what I what I saw was full confidence. What I saw was full strength. Um, most you know that that um, black woman stigma. What people say when they walk in uh, assertive, people call them aggressive and bossy. But honey, she walked in there like a boss. Not boss, yes. but a boss. But yeah. and, and Dr. Bradford, I appreciate it. Is it um, Bishop Jackson? Is that who's in Georgia? The yes. Bishop? Yes. Um, I appreciate the statement that he's released as well um, in, in that regard. Now, I have to, you know, kind of take the other end. I've been disappointed in uh, some of our, our sisters who have um, gone to social media and, and spoken uh, negatively. Um, around, um, to me, I, I kind of hear them using the same kind of language that many of our oppressors have used uh, when um, a Black a woman um, speaks with confidence and with assurance. Um, and then others, um, I guess, I don't know, you know, that, that part has dis disappointed me. Also, you know, I just remember the, you know, the rallying cry that often happens with so many male preachers, even when they fall into their scandals, and yet um, I hear the NAACP quiet now while, you know, she, you know, her private life is being, you know, raked over the coals and, you know, right. That, that where, you know, and so it brings up again uh, for me about how black women, and it was one of our previous, you know, guests on the broadcast, how we, we stand tall and shoulder to shoulder for almost every other group and, 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 uh, and especially for black men. But then when it is us, now if now you're silent. All right? of a sudden. Right. Mm -hmm. you're, you're silent. Um, and um, and so 
that part, you know, is is a bit distressing once again, you know. Um, now, Seth, wait, wait. You open the door, sis. Okay. Okay. You open the door. I am. Can I just air it right here? I am so sick and tired of hearing. Ooh, just black. She just got an attitude. Why? Because I'm challenging you. Mm. Why? Because I don't receive everything that you're saying. Why? Because I ask questions until I gain clarity. Why? Why mm -hmm. is it that you believe that I have an attitude because I'm intelligent and I understand what I'm talking about and I can articulate my stance? Why? Mm -hmm. You open the door. And I can call you out on your untruths. On your now, itch. That's a she didn't just say an untruth. She said that's a lie. She I said that's a lie. Here. Right, she said it's a lot. And, and I guess for me, you know, um, I've appreciated uh, some of the um, uh, the journalists, the black journalists that have been interviewed. I, I remember hearing someone on MSNBC and some local um, persons out of Georgia, you know, who kind of, you know, have, have stated this. But, but the fact that there has been no outcry. From the same community that that you know they circle the wagons around you know um, they just right when there you go with that door again you know, we've had so many scandals lately right that is happening there you go with the door like you know, with the church with with black leaders and and then we as women decide to go on on social media to talk about her to take out of context. What you know, essentially, she says about you know, no, I pay my own way. I, I, I need a companion. I, you know, that that's what I'm looking for. But then we have black women who who taken a snippet. Who you know, I, I sat and watched it. You know, I got my popcorn and watched her like I watched you know the stuff, the crazy, the foolishness you know around you know the 45 to see, and and to hear it in the context and and um. Uh, another part for me, because we talked with our guest on last week of talking about um, with fathers and, and the role that they play with financial issues and those sorts. But my father as well um, instructed me, right? You got to keep some cash on you, mm -hmm. right? You got you to gotta have your own stash, right? And so, mm -hmm. so for, you know, um, you know yes. white America then get schooled on mm -hmm. black, they got schooled on black economics. But yes. yet for black women mm -hmm. to take what what what, well, they what, what is the Proverbs 31, old King Lemuel, the words that his mother taught him. Uh, come on. The words that her daddy taught her. Come on. The words of wisdom. <laughs> but you know, we know that haters are just elevators. Mm. That's all they are. That's all they are. And for those black women that have the audacity to come and to speak out against the young lady, it, it's, it's unfortunate that the, even the Bible tells us, hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Sometimes we don't hear everything. He no. said, be slow to, slow to speak, come yeah. on, and, and quick to listen. We, 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 we don't hear everything, but we jump in and we interject what we want to interject. We don't know this girl. She's obviously displayed everything that she needed to display to be who she is. So for us to jump in there and then start trying to tear her down, get over yourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Wait a minute. I I want to put a hole, uh, poke some holes in that. I think, I believe that they hear everything. They have just determined 
Mm. Or they choose to say what they make judgment. Period. So I believe it's a choice. Yeah, I think you might be on to something there, uh, Dr. Bradford, because it was a black woman who stirred and started the mess in the very first place. Come on. Because she was angry. And because of her anger, she couldn't go to the sister and say, you know, I, let's have the, let's have a confrontation mm-hmm. and know how to ha- handle conflict. We got That's a conflict right. here. It's called and conflict resolution. Why you go to the other folk for them to bring out and try to disparage the reputation, the character of a woman who has paid her dues, mm-hmm. paid her dues. Mm-hmm. Paid her dues. Clearly. Not only did she paid her dues, but girlfriend, the white media, when she brought all those charges against certain people, they were like, oh my God. She has right, right. And, right. And, and, and somebody who was elected, not appointed. Right. Right. And was able to do something effectively because I re- I remember watching and listening to all of the legal analysts saying her charges were airtight. You yes. know, it just air, airtight and, and all for, the right and, and for for anybody in our community who understands the struggle right of of, a, of being black and doing something you, here it is that you you're willing to bring these charges against the highest office in this land. Come on, and and now y'all now y'all want to talk about bedroom stuff, but y'all elected a man who Whoa. had all kinds of bedroom issues, groping folk, vulgar language. But now you got a man groping his daughter, daughter. Groping his daughter on national television, talking about how fine Please. she was, Please. Please. and gotten sued twice for for slander about right. you know, something that you did that he did. Never mind the fact that number one, she's credentialed. Number two, she's educated. All right. Number three, she's confident. And she knows, not just she knows what she's talking about, but she knows how to articulate it. She knows how to do it. And she knows the law. Period. And and I bet you some of them same folk who criticizing her going out buying them $400 um, tennis shoes. Um, oh. of, of number 45. I, well, I know you got a gift backstage. Oh, I got a gift backstage. I'm glad I didn't know that. See, <laughs> see, Burns, you open the door. Woo. And, and now you want to close it, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> Larie Daniels' favorites on uh, uh, Urban View said, the shoes are ugly. Let's just tell the truth. They just I down mean, right up. I mean. Yeah, somebody, yeah, 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 I, y'all, y'all going to be walking around in them. Who? Y- y'all's people, the same one that's criticizing Fannie Willis. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Our people, them hard right. people. It was the way we looked at her, like, say, what? Well, who are you talking <laughs> about? Everybody <laughs> say, what you say, Burns? <laughs> Wallace, it's on you, Oh, <laughs> another I am post. so delighted to um, mm-hmm. have during Black History Month. One of my friends and colleagues, um, a professor, associate professor of pastoral care counseling chaplaincy at the Interdenominational Theological Center. And he serves as the pastor of the historic 
Mount Carmel Missionary Baptist Church of Duluth, Georgia, with a rich legacy spanning over 148 years. His leadership extends beyond the academy and congregational life as he actively fosters partnerships between the two realms. Additionally, he operates a boutique pastoral care practice. He also offers a tailored specific for African descended men counseling service. This innovative approach addresses their spiritual, relational, and emotional needs at various levels, emphasizing their global significance in their communities. The Reverend Dr. Willie Gottman holds a Doctor of Theology of Pastoral Care and Counseling and a Master's of Divinity with a concentration in pastoral care, both from the, y'all didn't hear me, <laughs> the Interdenominational Theological Center, the yeah. ITC. My brother, my friend, Dr. Willie Godwin. How you doing, man? I'm well, I'm well, and thank you, thank you. Uh, Dr. Brenda, and thank you, uh, colleagues who uh, sojourn with her. Um, I, if you don't know, I am one of the presidents of the Brenda Wallace fan club. And so uh, grateful for this opportunity and grateful to be here. Uh, grateful to share. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and posit that I know nothing. So I'm here to learn. <laughs> You're not gonna up the dues on us, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, doc, 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 that that's not true. You do know, and you, you this is your field of expertise, black men and mental health. So let's let's go ahead and get started. You hold um and, and look at something called good enough mentoring. I tell my students that you I don't need you to be perfect pastoral care providers, just good enough. So um, tell me, what the, what is good enough mentoring look like? Uh, good enough mentoring is a model of uh, in-depth pastoral care, which is the way I practice, uh, in, in this pastoral counseling that is tailored uh, to the well-being of African-descended men um, and is tailored uh, for African descended men's well-being, health, and wholeness, um, because in my research and in my work, and I've been utilizing the methodology for some, for over twenty-something years. In, um, in in practice, I utilize it in pastoring. I utilize it uh, in academic administration. Uh, whenever I'm working with African descended men, but also whenever I'm working with African descended women. Uh, it is a model that is designed to first depathologize mm. African-descended men. Um, and I found that in, and assert that to be critical because there's so much about African-descended men uh, that is considered problematic, mm -hmm. even when they're dressed well, even when they're cued properly, even when they're educated and economically sufficient. Um, but environments still, context still require African descended men to function in particular ways. And so what, uh, what the model does is help, help us to explore 
to return, to reclaim, to remember, to recall lessons that uh, we were taught and that we were, that we learned uh, in our core relations in family, uh, expanded in the larger community, um, as well as what we've gained as we produce families, um, is that what you provide, and it is mentoring because what is provided is a relationship that pairs with African descended men. Um, health, I assert and believe, for African descended men is absolutely critical and can absolutely be experienced in a room, in a relationship, sitting across from somebody who looks exactly like them. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So talk to us about what might be some of the challenges that African-American men uh, face um, and mental health. What might be some of the challenges? Challenges in mental health is that we are cogently responsible for our own thoughts. Mm. We're cogently responsible for our own considerations and well-being. Um, there's seldom a moment where we experience the kind of supposed support that we believe we are due. Um, we always have to find a way to argue, to maintain, uh, and it becomes, and it, while that may be beneficial and it is good, um, but it becomes problematic and can become toxic if we do not have a relationship, which is what I created in Good Enough Mentoring, that tells us, it helps us to discern where all of this come, where all this came from. And it's descendancy of being African descended. It is uh, internalized white supremacy. Uh, it is internalized racism. It is internalized self-hatred. Uh, it is internalized notions that we are always insufficient and and doomed to be doomed to be incorrect. And even when we are accurate in our actions and details in our detailed in our delivery, um, there remains a question about our sufficiency and proficiency skill. And the word that I that I use now is I've moved from a concept of confidence to a con to a concept of competence. Mm. And so, because confidence is derived from is derived externally, competence is derived internally. You're right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, the work of good enough mentoring is to help African descended men learn their competence experience their competence mm. so as not to be thwarted by structures and systems that expect us to fail. Wow. On that same line there, well, what are the stigmas? Wait, that wait before, hold on, Wallace, before you go, go further, I, I need, need him to, to expound a little bit more on, on what he just said, if he could, please. On confidence and competence? And and the and the stigma um, that he spoke of at the end, if you could please. Okay, um, the the stigma is the expectation is an is the expectation for African descended men not to know what they're talking about, mm. and wow. not have the competence to deliver what they said they can deliver. Wow. Mm. So 
even when even when as i said when we are tailored and and directed and pointed in how we uh put our lives together how we construct our families how there's there's this con constant expectation we live with this constant anxiety that we is not good enough and so the work of good enough mentoring is what you do is good enough meaning it's not diminished because that's 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 the competence uh, that we have to address. It's not diminished. It is not lackluster. But and it is sufficient to the task required. So 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 to follow up to continue to follow up on that when you say that that no matter what you do is not good enough. That that voice comes from what 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 do you yes <laughs> that, that voice that voice comes from family. Mm -hmm. Wow. Community. Mm -hmm. That voice comes from church. Mm -hmm. That voice comes from education. That voice comes from sports. Um, that is a that is a common and constant requiem that is played, orchestrated in our spirits, in our minds, in our communities. It is constantly played over and over and over. So the work is is the only way to have is for someone who is brilliant, someone who is capable, someone who is open to being vulnerable. Because in, in the work of Good Enough Men, um, I learn as I learn from the therapeutic engagement as much as the person I'm working with. Amen. Because I must go in and explore counter-transference, must explore the messages that I have heard around my own competence, my, the own experiences of stigma. And that becomes the material that helps me to appreciate and value and even lend a supportive voice, a supportive uh, relation with the person I'm working with would tell me Tell me your story. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite questions is, well, you know, whatever we do, where did you learn that? Mm -hmm. Who told you that? And one of my favorite Bible stories is, is the one in the garden. Who told you you were naked? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't give that to you. Mm -hmm. So, when we receive those messages, and we, and it, and it, and the more um, the more apt we are, better at performing and functioning, the more targeted the messages become, the more toxic that they can become, the more alienated they can become. Unless there is a community of African descended men and women who has the stability internal external, who has the sensibility, sensitivity, competence, if you will, to be able to sit and listen and ask the questions. Because that's one thing, one thing, while African descended men do not like questions, mm -hmm. wait for the question that is, that is accurate and helpful mm -hmm. in their inquiries so that they can ask the question, so that we can ask the question that we need an answer for. And so that takes time. Mm -hmm. 
space. So can can you can you say that again? And Wallace, I know you 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 already have another question loaded, but no, no, no. This is good because I'm, um, the media has so much uh, poured there, into there, what you're saying. There's also a question in the chat from from one of our viewers. Can can you restate what you just said again for us, please? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to remember. And 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 this was about the question about why. Um, Af um, men of African descent don't like questions. Yes, thank you. Don't like, don't like questions because questions are interpreted as pointing toward failed abilities. That's the assumption mm. that I am not competent. Wow. Um, you question that's heavy. Question, that's big. You don't believe you're questioning me because you don't believe I can do what I'm saying I'm going to do. You don't trust me. You don't trust me. Wow. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. men assume too much, assume too much and I'm gonna get in trouble here. assume too much responsibility for the trust of others. When trust is never mm -hmm. about the trust is always about the other, whether the other is committed to bring what they know and can deliver. Oh, okay. before, you, before you move on, I, this is heavy right here um, because you talk about anyone um, questioning men and how they respond to them or, or the lack thereof. How do you, what, what do you suggest that those asking the questions um, do or how, how should they ask the question? How should they uh, respond or what should they do? I mean, this is this is heavy. And and many of our viewers are, are perplexed by by your response. And this is good because it challenges us to think otherwise. Right. So the, the question is, how you how you doing? OK, are you doing? How? And then again, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What are you? Um, what is your experience? And so it takes time to build a relationship. Um, it takes time to build a relationship in ways that can, can tolerate asking, asking, you know, Rather than go to the question, rather than the question of do you know what you're doing? Mm -hmm. What is it like for you to be you in this situation? Okay, so does it have anything to do with tonality or just the actual question? It has. I heard, I heard, I heard inflection. So I just want to be clear there. It yes to all of that, because what is interpreted is investment. Okay. I get that. Was interpreted investment. Uh, are you with me? Mm. I can I lend myself to you being with me, and can I ask you if you are? Mm -hmm. Are you are you open to what I have to what I have to bring? One of our viewers. Uh, I apologize to cut you off. Dr. Aminata Nayiri uh, asked this question, is this stigma related to getting their good enough from the oppressor? Mm -hmm. 
is related to getting that good enough from from immediate family. Wow. So could this be that thing of where um, your own worst enemy, your worst enemies are those of your own household. So where something happens and others can let it go and others can forgive and move on, but your family uh, somewhere by and by reminds you of what you did when you did it. Remember what you did mm-hmm. or how you acted. Remember. And if, and if it was in, in, in the moment of the, of wow. the, in the moment of the injury, mm-hmm. um, back up, all families dysfunction, no families are ever going to catch it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, no mother or no father is ideal. Mm-hmm. And when we realize that we are not ideal, then we come say, tell me what that was like for you. Wow. Okay, stay stay right there. Stay right there. Um, When the right question is asked, when the correct tone is used, how is how how do they respond, and is it reciprocated? Um, It is. It it responds at the level of counting upon self to be able to answer. Because mm-hmm. if there's been a lifetime where there's not been a health, and, I'm, and I use it use differently rather than the right question, mm-hmm. the healthful question. I, that's good. If that's the good. healthful question has not been asked in a lifetime, it takes a lifetime, it takes a long time mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to the place to work through, oh, wow, to work through the shock of the healthful question being asked. Mm-hmm. And one of those, Doc, I believe is do asking our brothers and our sisters, how do you feel? And I don't want you you have a um acronym for fine. And 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 often um uh people will tell you, oh, I feel good, I'm okay. But neither of those fine, good, okay. None of those are feelings. Correct. And until we can get in touch wow. with the feeling mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. goes with the question, right. we can't answer the question because we have shut down the resource that will give us the answer. Correct. Which I think is the Holy Spirit. The feeling feelings are wrapped up in the Holy Ghost. If you if you got the Holy Ghost, you need to know what you feel. And so, so all right, so we're, we're gonna come back to the Holy Ghost in a moment, and y'all know I love the Holy Ghost. Um, but let me <laughs> let me get um to this because I I, I am um I'm looking at Dr. Amanada and in, in her mm-hmm. in her statements as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if I hear the thing about asking the right question. Um, about um, uh, uh, doubt being in place coming from wherever family functions, um, fa- families dis- dysfunction, understanding no family is, is not dysfunctional. I, I, outside of getting a, a black male in front of a, a counselor, 
I still have not yet um, heard the avenue outside of, of, of giving them a front of a council of, of how to navigate these waters because as of now, it seems as though any, you know, because how, how are we going to get an answer unless a question is asked, right? So it sounds like any kind of inquisition then automatically sets Trigger. us up to be on eggshells or on stable ground. So I've, I've not yet heard how we navigate um, in this terrain. It's, um, let me see what how can I offer this? Um what usually usually do what I usually encourage people to do is when they want to ask a question, um, then turn around and say well, to make a statement. Um and to make a statement, and what I, what I mean by that is um, kind of frame an example. Um I may be off. I may be off track here. I may be off cue here, uh, and so I'm wanting to know how. I want to know how to ask a question. I want to know. I want to know if you can help me mm -hmm. make a statement that would be beneficial to you. So, do so it we... takes an accusatory tone away from it, particularly when we ask, well, why did you do that? Um, and I, I would ask um, uh, our viewing audience, and, and I try to not ask why questions, because why questions tend to put people on the defensive. Right. Um, I got to defend something if you asking me why I did it. So it, changing that why question into what questions what might have informed you to give me this response? Right. I hear y'all. That is not. I just. I don't hear the realism of that in in normal kind of, kind of dialogue. That's what I teach every day. Okay. No. 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 Well, that's what you. I. I understand you, and I. And and I'm speaking now. I understand the training. I. I get that part. I'm. We. We have people who are listening. And and so that language, what might have informed you, and that 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 that's not normal dialogue. You, do you understand? Okay. What I'm so you might you might change it then to say, um, well, what caused you to think that way? Well, I want to make a question of what I think. I really want to think the way I think. I want to understand where you're coming from. So can you help me understand where you're coming from? It's it's a it's a dialogue in which we want to be. Uh, I, I hear you, Wallace. Can let's hear from the guest. I hear you, Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> and you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Is that mo most everyday conversations don't happen that way? We are we are we are taught we are taught we are acculturated to be mm -hmm. cut and dry and to the point. Mm -hmm. And we do not take time with each other. So instead of saying, why did you do this? Or, or, or why are you doing this? We Tell say, me. what happened uh -huh. that Tell you me. would do this? Right. Uh, Tell me. You know, what brought you to this place? And yeah. I mean, we, yeah. got, 
instead of talking. I, 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 I hear you, right? You're saying that, but what I'm hearing coming out of his mouth in what I hear you saying. Okay. So you, okay, you yeah, saying you heard what she asked, and so you're saying to say what? Tell me about that. Say I more about that. I, what, what do you want to eat? <laughs> I want chicken and I want steak, or I don't care, whatever you fix. Okay, tell me about, tell me about, is there a reason there's no investment in what we eat today or what you eat today? Tell me about your day. Well, the traffic was bad. Um, almost had it, somebody almost hit me. Uh, my manager was on a tear today. Um, Probably down. All right. What else? Empty. Empty as much as you can empty. And then what can you help me know? Can you help me to know what you did with you? What did you do to you when your when your manager was on a tear? What are you doing with you because profits are down? What what are you telling yourself? Because what we're asking is what we have put pressing for inquiry is I believe in communion, I believe you're competent. But this situation, something is helping you to believe your incompetence. Something is helping you to go to that space. Now, I love you, and I need you to believe I love you. I, I'm invested in you. I need you to believe that I'm invested in you. Um, and I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm not trying to make you go anyplace. But I'm asking you to believe my investment in you. Okay, okay. Um um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm with um, Dr. Amanata right here because um, um, I've been married for almost 30 years mm -hmm. and we're pretty cut dry to the point, bam. And we're able to get through the ish um, <laughs> with, without, um, <laughs> I guess I'm struggling with this right here because we're it, it feel it seems as if we're going around the mulberry bush a thousand times and not really getting to the issue or the root cause. Um, okay, you have trauma from your your childhood. Okay. Mm. Um all right, it's there. So am I are we as wives, I, I see you, Dr. Amanada, are we supposed to say, okay, I'm here, I'm going to allow you to dump everything, I'm here to just take it? Or should there be such a way where we can circle it and be there for each other? Because th this, this line of um, communication or conversation or dialogue it doesn't seem realistic um, for normal folk. Mm. 
Okay. What, what is Nicole Bratson also has a comment. Uh, you want to catch that, um, oh, Bradford, while you're there? Uh, let's see. I think that is hard because most men don't feel, ah, that's very good, invested in. Maybe that's okay. It feels unnatural when it comes from the wife. That has been my experience with my husband. Uh, oh, okay. So what I'm hearing is, the the husband may think is disingenuine. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and so, so, so part 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 of what uh, I'm gonna probably get in trouble here. Part of the <laughs> of wives is uh, we got we got this to do, got this to do, as well as I see the whole picture already. Ah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's good the whole picture. But you can't tell the whole story. All right, that's good. Okay. Because the husband cannot move until he's clear. That's the truth. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I'm I'm with that. But can I can I just uh -huh. be real here? Okay. <laughs> Is it all right? <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of coddling. <laughs> And I mean, I can I can say this, um, Dr. Gottman, because um, I, this is what I'm hearing, and and we're very honest here and loving, and it's all in love. But who has time to sit around and coddle grown folk? When you, wait a minute, Omar King says, "Wouldn't that be the reason why we need to make space for each other?" Amen. We make space for each other. We always do. Thirty years in, um, but go ahead, Doctor Garman. I'm this. This you the guest. I'm just <laughs> saying, one of those. <laughs> and so, and so the the coddling. The reason we're frustrated with the coddling, uh -huh. the coddling, is because these are injuries that are natal. Ah. Okay. I feel you. These are injuries that are early in life. Right. And so the longer the time together you are, the more opportunity you have to access early in life. Right. Right. That's what's that that is what that is what will happen. Yeah. I think a lot of that was just for me settled in the beginning. So um in the early three four five years of the marriage so i think that is probably why i'm i'm questioning it at this point mm -hmm. um so i and, get what you're saying and i would and i will also encourage you to go back and check yes oh no it's a it's it's a daily check right okay um because if if there isn't a daily check then there is a gap in in the communication right yeah there's a, there's a gap in the communication. There's a gap in the conversation. Yeah. Um, and then folk who are not as intentional as you mm -hmm. will not know how to get there. Right. I think one of the things I think I heard you say was um, listening is key. Yes. And I thought I just heard Dr. Wallace talk about, okay, I got you. Um, say 
how do you feel? Mm-hmm. And when we understand or understand the definition of feel, we're able to respond appropriately. And sometimes I, um, from what you shared earlier, we have to be able to understand what the question is. What doesn't matter what the tone is, but the question, when we ask the right question, understanding how we should ask or when we should ask it, because sometimes they just want us to sit. But so do we. So do we. We don't want want anybody to fix it for us. We just want someone to listen. It goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Omar Omar King, one of you all want to catch this comment? (laughs) That's part of the white supremacy. We have learned to treat one another as objects and not subjects. The very things I hear women want from men is what men also need as well. That's right. It's a, it's a circle, right? It's right. a circle. And that. once that circle is broken, then there's a breach in the contract. Exactly. Then, then but they we have to recognize who's the enemy in this. My approach with somebody else is going to be different than that of with my companion. I Correct. might handle someone else differently. With my companion, there's an obligation, not only an obligation, but uh, a commitment. So, um, you know, I'm concerned. There's a genuine concern. I need to know or I desire to know so that if I can help, I will help. And I believe my companion has the capacity or will learn or experience the capacity to help me to know where to help and how. Either companion has the ability or the capacity or learn the capacity Mm -hmm. to reach that goal. But it has to be on both ends. It has to be both. Um, Because if no, 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 go ahead. And that's that's the learning measure. Mm -hmm. That's the relationship measure. That's the strengthening. That's mm-hmm. the cohesion that is built. Yeah. Um, and that's where we that's where we learn to start sentences and finish each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. And that's where our internal world becomes framed by our partners. Mm-hmm. That's good. And and that's rich right there. Um but that I be- I believe that is that has to be communication though. If you stop communicating, stop listening. And I, I'm gonna be even more specific than communication. Yeah. We, can, we communicate all the time. Hmm. Ah. Conversation. I like, yeah, that was I was gonna use that word as well. That's good. It has to be conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean we we exchange definitions of words. We, yeah. we explain and we talk. Uh, in the words, what we mean, why we're using particular language words, so that it becomes a common definition. You know, we we devise a common definition, a common understanding, and then we can raise common questions and then articulate mm-hmm. common disagreements. Doug, we just talk a little bit though about building relationships, yes. and uh, relationships take time. 
And what I heard my dear friend, Dr. Bradwell, I ain't got, I got this to do that. And I, I agree with that. However, yeah. until we learn to rest, mm-hmm. until we learn to slow it down. That's right. Who's the we? It's not going to be, we mean, we mean women okay. in our conversation with our, with, with men. We have to build a relationship, and I'm not saying that this is a a, a romantic a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. It could be a work professional relationship. Mm-hmm. The but it t- timing it takes time to build relationships, and we have to invest mm-hmm. in it, building relationships. It takes time to be helpful. There you go. And healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time to be helpful. Yes. Um, we were going for help, but help may not be helpful. Yeah. Well, listen, you, you, you. <laughs> it's I'm not sorry. just on the women. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, if I made that, if I was unclear, this is a reciprocal relationship. Uh-huh. Relationship is not a one sided thing. That's good. When I say relationships, I'm talking about who is in the relationship. Yeah, I, 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 yes, I'm in relationship with myself because I love myself. Yes, mm-hmm. there are internal family systems that I have systems in that are inside of me. But yeah. when I'm working with someone else, I have to have, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. All of us have to put in the, the work. That's the, good. Yeah. That's and, it. So, and so for African-descended men. Um, oh, just a second, uh, doctor. We had another comment from a viewer. Okay. Some are afraid to grow from here. Um, they have been taught and be accountable for moving forward in what life is teaching us today. Mm. Repeat that for me, please. Some are afraid to grow from from where, from where, from where they have been Uh taught and be accountable for moving forward in what life is teaching us today. Yes, we're afraid. We're often afraid. I'm going to frame this for African descended men. African descended men are often afraid to grow. Can be afraid to grow from where they have been. Because they has not, they have not necessarily experienced healthful engagement that will be supportive in the movement. I like that. One you shared earlier about, um, um, I think Dr. Wallace, my dear friend, Dr. Wallace shared um, investment, and then you talked about, you gave an analogy, a small analogy about dinner. Mm-hmm. And so, if um. Uh, you know, to dinner is that, okay, we're going to try Asian food tonight, or we're going to try Ethiopian food tonight. I don't, I would raise on that. Okay. Um, You can have Ethiopian. Okay, I'm going to try Ethiopian, and I'm going to, then what do you want? I want some fried chicken. All right, you have fried chicken. Together, eating fried chicken, Ethiopian, establishes a a sustenance in the relationship that they can both tolerate the distinction. 
I'm with that. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. We are, we are, we are good enough with each other where we can, we're strong enough, we're assertive enough, we are fathom, we can fathom the distinction. And then that's a minor, you know, that's a minor situation. But when we get to a large challenge about going to a doctor, about Uh-oh. getting surgery, about getting medical support, mm. if we have built the tolerance under what would be you know, a meal, then you get to medicine and medical well-being, there is a there is an established healthful comfort level that we can work on and work through. And as African descended male, you I have experienced myself accepted with my fried chicken. Now, brother, you're gonna have to come back and talk about why why black men won't go to the doctor. Now that's <laughs> a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we y'all, we have reached our time on today. Uh, wow, this has been awesome. This is good wow. stuff. Wow, wow. wow. Okay. If it's a viewer audience, if you want to hear Dr. Goodman, um, again, just put it um, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Uh, dude, this is this has been powerful on today. Rich, I mean, rich. Um, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, yes. if you, don't don't leave us hanging. Oh, if you hang um hang out backstage for us, please. Dr. Wallace, our guest for next week. Oh Lord, help me. It might it might end up being Dr. Goodman if he, if he'll be so kind as to I'm come saying. Resma. Oh no, I I think something. We bless God for you. For those of you who are visiting, um, viewing with us on today, we thank God for you. Put it in the chat if you've been blessed um, by our guest on uh, today. All right. Lord says same. We'll see you next week. Same time.